Hi. Oh, we're starting. <laughs> All right. Shut up. All right. Kendra, take this out. <laughs> okay, no, keep so... it or keep it in. <laughs> oh, she did. Welcome to Card Slingers, coming to you coast to coast. Hi, I'm Jamie L. Ford from Portland, Oregon, representing the West Coast. I'm Melissa Sonova, speaking to you from the Midwest here in St. Louis. And I'm Hillary, the New Yorker. We're going to talk about what we like about the cards. And what we don't like. What we're learning. And what we're teaching. It's all about slinging them cards. Dicks. All right. So today uh, we are talking about teachers and um, the specific teachers that we've had in our tarot journeys, and um, and then what makes a good teacher. And all all three of us have taken tarot classes and have also taught them. So you know we know what the hell we're talking about. Um, the first guy that I want to mention is somebody that I don't think Hillary and Jamie are familiar with. Uh, there was a guy named Joseph Sobrer, and I called him Pep. And he was my buddy. And he wrote the second tarot book I've ever read. So for my first was 78, or was that Eden Gray book? Lord help me. That was hard to get through. The second one was called um, A Poet's Tarot. And it was by Pep. And it was this self-published beauty. And basically, he wrote a poem for each tarot deck. And so, or each tarot card. And then I got to interview him. Um, he's, he passed away, unfortunately, a few years ago, but I got to interview him for my blog and the conversations with him helped shape tarot in my mind. It wasn't just a sun card. It was, um, the sun is dazzling and you can feel its heat. He made it into an experience. And so, um, I, I never got to meet him. I only got to talk to him two or three times and he was a chatty motherfucker and funny. And he taught me more in his tiny book than I've learned from anybody else ever. So big ups to Pep. And, um, the poet's tarot is not, it's really hard to find. I think it's like going for 500 bucks on Amazon, but I know that his widow is looking to, um, republish maybe so i'm hoping that that happens because it's a powerful wonderful different view on what tarot is so he was one of my first tarot teachers so i just wanted to give it give a nod to uh to pep and his silly delightful self it's also called the book of oracles so so that was my first guy and then from that um i found rachel pollack and who hasn't in this conversation been affected by Rachel Pollock and the amazing work she's done in tarot? Good God. <laughs> well, if we're going to start talking about like who our first actual te- in-person teachers were, mine yes. was a local Portland um, teacher named uh, Sienna Newcastle. She used to run a local kind of bookstore slash coffee shop in Vancouver, Washington called The Laughing Bird. And that's where I first stumbled upon paganism and witchcraft by taking her basics of magic class. And after that, she had a class on Tarot 101, which I found kind of interesting because I've always, again, I've been playing with the cards since I was 13, but this is kind of the first class. So she did a 101 class. It taught me a little bit about Quabala. It taught me kind of how to read more for others. And her approach was kind of different. I've discovered throughout all the years that I've been doing conventions, teaching and reading that her sort of 
learning and structuring was very different than what we're taught. She came from a TOTH perspective. Most people here in the Pac Northwest, I've found, use TOTH decks over the RWS, the Rider-Waite-Smith deck. So that was kind of interesting because I learned the Rider-Waite-Smith deck where wands are fire and then uh, swords are air. A lot of them here were also flipped those two things. But she also flipped bits of um, the Quibala round where like the star card is elevated above the emperor card because the patriarchy, which... Talking to a lot of my friends, everybody's making faces. This is great. <laughs> I'm talk, talking to a lot of my other tarot friends or Kabbalah friends. Nobody's ever heard of anybody doing this. So I learned some interesting perspectives, but also felt like I had to go back and learn from other people, which is exactly why I started doing things like going to conventions or taking online school stuff and whatnot. How about you, Hillary? Who was your first? Well, I was taught by books, and um, I feel like that's a really common thing. And I think now with technology, with the internet, I feel like the readers that are coming into tarot now have maybe it a little bit easier because they can access their teacher through the miracle of modern technology and the internet. Um, but for me, I learned just by playing, like you said, Jamie, um, playing with my deck when I was 16 um, and figuring out the cards on my own. Um, Liz, when you were talking about the Eden, um, what is it? The Eden, Eden Gray book? Eden Gray, yeah. yeah she was yeah. An, early, an early tarot author. Um, I remember wrote, that book too. <laughs> mine is held together now by like masking tape and prayer, I think. It's so beat up. So I remember stumbling on that book. I remember going to the very, very small New Age section in my uh, my town's library. Very, very small New Age section. Like it was on um, like transcend transcended master messages and everything. And maybe I would find one book on tarot if I was really lucky. Um, but yeah, that book. And of course, Mary Kay Greer and um, 21 Ways to Read a Tarot Card, Rachel Pollock, of course. And then um, by the time I met Teresa Reed, the tarot lady, um, I was already pretty fluent in tarot, but Teresa is always like my go-to person for the business of tarot. Um, and I highly recommend her website, thetarolady.com, for anything um, astrology-related, tarot-related, um, and business mentoring. Even though she doesn't do business mentoring anymore, she still has a huge treasure trove of knowledge on her website, along with her podcasts, um, Tarot Bites and Astrology Bites. So she's my go-to lady um, but mostly I learned from books and I'm really glad to have this podcast with you guys to be able to talk about tarot, um, and to be able to listen to other podcasts and be able to like take online choruses, you know, man, new tarot readers have got it pretty good. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Damn. I remember like not even meeting anyone else who played, who pl played with cards until I was in college. So that's, five years, four or five years that I literally met no one else. And then it, it, it was ages again before I was even around a class because they didn't, I grew up in the Midwest, y'all, there's no tarot classes around in 1994, you know, and, um, it, 
it's just there are so many now that i'm it's a little overwhelming but it's mostly really exciting and um and i'm excited i'm excited to be a part of it and one of the things i i do because i do teach tarot classes like one-on-one sessions but before i do that i encourage people to go to liz worth's you know website because liz worth is canadian tarot reader and she has great resources on her website ben bell when jenna matlin like uh courtney weber like uh as you said to Teresa reed's got so much stuff um but and beth maiden is she used to be little red tarot and uh she's now going by beth maiden and she has so many resources that are free so before i book a class with me i'm like go check out all of these websites and study for a year or so and then call me and we'll do an hour class and we'll talk about your questions because I feel like you can get so much for free that it's a waste of people's time. I don't want fresh students coming to me with no experience and no information about the cards. I want them to find their own resources for free. So it doesn't cost them an arm and leg to, to get their tarot feet under underneath them. I hope my business manager isn't listening to me right now, by the way. <laughs> no, I mean, that's a really, that's a really good point, but I found because I also teach online um, and I do have a um, online chorus that I usually do um, enrollments the last week in January. And then I teach for about a month, give or take a week. Mm -hmm. um, but the reason why I do that is because you can find so much free information. That's true. But how do you organize that information? And how do you not get overwhelmed by that information? Mm -hmm. Wouldn't it be better to pair with someone and be like, here's all this free information and that's great, but here's someone that can help you make sense of this information. That's true. Because I you hadn't don't thought about know, that. Sometimes if you're getting the right information, the best information for oh, you. Oh, or if it's teacher. from some skeevy person who's stealing other people's copy and talking shit. Yeah. Oh, That's gosh. true. Unfortunately, That's true. there is that in um, the metaphysical field. As with any field, there are charlatans, there are fakes, there are phonies. Yeah. Unfortunately, you just hear about it more in the metaphysical communities because sometimes people think we're all fakes and phonies, but, but yeah, like having that guiding hand to sort through all that information is really helpful. But I would also ask people to book a reading with the person that you're interested in learning. Yes. Yeah. Because yes. some people that teach, um, especially people that teach certification, they don't read publicly. And that to me is a big red flag. So if you're, if they're trying to teach you how to read tarot for other people and they're not doing that themselves, like where does your authority stem from? How am I supposed to, mm -hmm. you know, treat you as a teacher? And ask, not, yeah. <laughs> ask other people in the community. Like I, we're going to have a list in the show notes of teachers that we trust and that we know. Um, and I think it's so important. Like if you don't want to, like I have a class on teachable that I recorded a couple of years ago and it basically walks through my book, kitchen table tarot. And it's like, I think it's two hours long and it's great. Don't take that unless you trust me. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't take that unless you have contacted somebody or talked to a student of mine or something like that. Like it's so important to, there's this really great episode of Shit's Creek where, um, they were talking, they were trying to sell these beauty products 
And the whole promo of it, we're like, I'm going to have some tips and tricks. That's right. Tips and tricks. And then she just talks in a circle. You can sell this. It doesn't, you know, it sells itself. I'm going to hand you some tips and tricks really soon. And all she does is talk in a circle <laughs> and she doesn't say anything about how to do it. And it's just a big scam. And I've actually seen classes that were like that. They were like, you're going to learn so much stuff so much and then it's just bullshit you know five ways to read a tarot card that has never been said right. before first i have that it stuff. this way then lay it on its side after that you can read it reversed and then on its other side congratulations you're now a master like <laughs> there are so many shitty classes out there that i've seen that you know get someone to vouch for you like before you take a class it's just don't fling your money at people willy-nilly like that's I sound like my mother right now, but that's cool. She's all right. Um, but like, it's, this is something that you need to, if you want to invest your time or your money into it, you know, there are people with reputations out there that, that should comfort you and help you figure out what you want to know. One of the things I do, because unlike Liz and Hillary, I don't have a teachable or online course just yet. I've done better at convention settings or mentoring. I've actually never taught a one-on-one -on -one class. However, my website at intercompasstarot.com has, nice has a list of <laughs> the types funny. of classes I have taught. So I've taught yeah. like intro, using tarot and journaling or tarot as a creative writing tool or tarot for goal manifestation. So that way you can kind of see the stuff that I've been interested in and that I might be able to help you in a mentorship mm -hmm. class or find me at a convention somewhere and see or, if it lines up with, yeah. with your goals. Yeah. For sure. I mean, again, I like the idea of doing a one-on-one -on -one class, but for me, I I've noticed, especially because I'm deaf in one ear, so I'm single-sided deafness that sometimes bigger events, bigger classes for one-on-one -on -one isn't very good for me. I'd rather talk one-on-one. -on -one, so I end up teaching more of a mentorship and I usually give my first lesson free, which is go through your deck card by card, grab a composition notebook or a journal, you know, as fancy as you want to get or as less intimidating as you want and go through the deck one card a day or more if you're industrious, but write things about that card that you notice. Meanings, symbolism, color patterns, things you like about it, things you might not like about it. And then when you're done with that, after 78 days or whatnot, you ping me, bring that journal with you. Don't use a little white book. To me, that's very important. And then we start talking about, well, where do you want to go with this? After you've done this homework or you've actually read, like everybody's been saying, Beth Maiden online or Liz Worth, or you've gone and saw Teresa Reed's wonderful site or listened to different podcasts, you've got this overwhelming, how do I deal with all this stuff? Then you come back to us. You sit down in person or on the phone and we'll say, here, here's how we can kind of help you form your tarot place, your tarot thing. Right. And I think an, another important part of what you're saying is that cl taking classes at conferences is uh, so helpful. I don't think that I, I, when was the last, the first time I went to a conference, it was at Newt's and I think it was like four years ago, maybe? It was five the first years. first year, five yeah. years ago. Yeah, it was five years ago because I was the presentation coordinator. So yeah, that was the first time I'd ever sat in a tarot class ever. And even though I'd been reading for a really long time, I learned so much just from being there. Um, and there are conferences, uh, conventions that there's Newt's, which is in Portland. There's Reader Studio, which is in New York. 
uh, there's the Omega Institute has a tarot intensive week that Mary Greer and Rachel Pollack put on every year. Um, and it's, it's really a fantastic, <clears throat> excuse me, a fantastic way to expand what you already know and what you've learned from other people in other books, you know, um, and just the camaraderie is just super. Also, I miss you guys. It's and it's cool. not just the classroom too, for those conferences. Right. I love the interstitial in-betweens where you're all sitting, having lunch or having dinner and discussing the cards and, talking about the classes that you took or finding commonalities because it's interesting that you were saying that Jamie um before the the take one card that's that's the first lesson of my tarot intuitive course yeah. is literally going through it card by card and me asking my students what do you see in this card first like there's no wrong answer here. What do you see? What do you see? Because mm -hmm. it's not just about, oh, I don't know what it means. It's you just look at the story that's yeah. on the card. Or and look that's, at the image. that's borrowing that's borrowing from Mary Greer. That's borrowing from Rachel Pollock. Both mm -hmm. styles of teaching tarot is tell me what you see on the card. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. I mean it, I mean sometimes even as all three of us we're all professional readers and there are still times where I'm at a table with like the deck I made. So I am the creator of my own dang deck. And I sit at that table doing a three card reading and yet the fucking cards aren't talking to me. And I'm like, what the hell? I, I made this deck. I wrote the booklet. Why aren't you communicating <laughs> to me? And sometimes you're all, it comes out as you read. And as you learn after all these years, you're just going to sit there and be like, I think this card has a message for you and not me because I can tell you the dictionary mess messages. I can tell you what the greats like Rachel, you know, says this card is, or Mary says, or Melissa says. I can pull books from my shelf and tell you what they mean. But it's not flowing. It's not clicking. And that means to me, this is something that only you can know. Mm. Mm -hmm. um, so there are a couple other teachers we wanted to touch on. Um, and like Ethany her website just yes. so much okay her and she and benabel one and Teresa reed have these immense like the prolific. i don't even know prolific. libraries yes. of knowledge prolific. Prolific it's indeed. insane and i don't know how they do it all i really don't but benabel and and Teresa and Ethany, like just their websites alone i mean i know i i don't think benabel teaches classes i know Ethany does um, and, but just their websites alone are ridiculous. And Benabel, the study guides yeah. are yeah. amazing yeah. that she has on her website. Yeah. She yeah. does have, she does have classes on her site and they're insanely, well, a lot of us feel like they're underpriced. She has a reason for why she prices her classes the way she does. They are hella reasonable. I mean, mm -hmm. go take them. I don't think she's really done anything under 200 or anything over $200. Yeah. She's really oh, kind of giving everything away, so to speak. Yeah. That's yeah. Nuts. yeah. And again, like, she has a reason for it and I understand it, but a lot of people, especially Teresa would be like, immediately. You need to charge more. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But it's, yeah. yeah, she's fantastic. And Ethany has every year her tarot, Academy, oh, academy yes which is amazing and i got to be a teacher on there for one year and yes, it was just the con like i want i looked at all of the other classes that were offered i want they were amazing 
they were just amazing. And I know for a fact that she uh, vets her teachers very well and they're all trusted. Um, so Ethany's Tarot, I think it's called Tarot Readers Academy, TRA, yeah, is, a, is an excellent resource. And we're going to have all these in the show notes, so don't freak out. Uh, if we're talking too fast. <laughs> what, I, what I love about the Tarot Readers Academy is that it is a convention online that you can take at any time that you want. I mean, yep. you have to you have to buy the package or the classes you want to take during the summer, and then they're kind of bye-bye forever. But once you've bought it, you've got access to it forever. So mm. it's like an online convention because she, uh, she found that where she lived, there wasn't many conventions. So she started Mm -hmm. her own by doing an online thing. They have fireside chats where you can talk to other attendees to, you can talk to the um, teachers, to her and get all this extra info. Plus she has um, Facebook connectivity. So it's just Mm -hmm. a lot of fun. And again, conventions are wonderful you get to meet so many teachers. I, I, I haven't really mentioned many of the teachers I've talked to because A, everybody else in this cast has talked about them, and B, I see them a lot at conventions. So I usually go for the mass bang where I can go and hang with my peeps, my, my tribe, my community, my family. I was terrible at the last convention I went to. I basically hung out with my friends and skipped all the classes. Um, but <laughs> it was uh, it, the the just the social aspect of it was is amazing. Like having your people is is fantastic. Um, there are let me see a couple more things we wanted to touch on. Um, the Boston Tea Room in Detroit is owned by Heather Lay Navarro, and she is brilliant. Amazing. This is a family owned like so business awesome. that I think is in its third generation. And uh, V teach like V's there. Like her readers are top notch, and she's a very cool, classy, badass bitch. And I love her to pieces. So if you're in Detroit and can go to the Boston Tea Room, V V is also excellent yeah. to yeah. watch out for. Um, I believe Red Light Readings is yeah, her Ms. website. Ms. V. Yes. And I was her first foundation partner wow. at Studio, and now oh, she's a main stage presenter yep. this April. So I'm like, oh, my baby's all grown up. And I gave her a reading a few years ago that said it was going to happen. <gasps> oh, boom, boom, mic drop. Yeah, V is amazing, and her energy is outstanding. It's so infectious. She's it is. I love her so much. Bubbly, and you just can't help but want to hug her all the time. I know. Also, uh, Andrew McGregor, who's the owner of the Hermit's Lamp in Toronto, um, has classes, I believe, online and in his brick-and-mortar store, and he's really cute. So, oh, and smart and good at tarot. The other, the last one that I wanted to mention, (laughs) the last one I wanted to mention is the Tarot School. They're also in New York, but they have online, I say it online, but they have um, a correspondence course that you can take via mail. So you do all the homework, you mail it back to them or email it back to them. Then they do phone sessions in between. I know this because I'm a student of it. And then, but they also have these smaller Monday night or other particular like class style settings where you can go in and take a special interest three hour thingy or two hour class on tarot. If -hmm. you're local Plus, they're also the um, owners of the radio studio, the, the big once-a-year convention in April that all right. of us has attended at least once or twice now. Reader so. Studio in New York. That yes. was a good time. That was fun. Yes. Uh, readerstudio.com, I believe, is the website. 
Yeah. Yeah. So basically what we're trying to say here, folks, is that there are a lot of reliable, trustworthy resources if you're a student of tarot. Um, and I encourage you to uh, look up um, look up the folks that are in, in the notes and um, see what they have to say and see if their style matches your style. I think that's really important that you feel like you're connected because I'm not everybody's cup of tea, which is totally fine. Not everybody likes to hear the word fuck every seven minutes. I get it. But um, someone out there is. And if you find that your self-study, like all of us started with books, all of us started with self-study. If you find that it's reached a place where you feel like you're stuck, look for a teacher. And if none of these work for you, call your local metaphysical store and see if they offer classes and uh, see if you can find someone in your community. So um, happy learning. Welcome to Tarot. It's not as scary as you think. And um, thanks for listening. Thank you so much for joining us uh, at Cardslingers Coast to Coast. You can check out more episodes at cardslingerscc.podbeam.com. And please send us your questions at cardslingerscc at gmail.com. We'll see you next time.